Welcome, my name is Pastor Scotty Bockhaus, and we thank you for taking some time to listen to some audio recordings from the pulpit of the Riverview Baptist Church. Our desire is to show the Lord high, holy, and lift it up, as well as try to be a blessing to those through the Word of God. Please enjoy this message, and we pray that it will be a blessing to your life. And if you wouldn't mind to take your copy of the Word of God and turn with me to the Gospel record of Matthew. The Gospel record of Matthew in chapter number 4. The Gospel record of Matthew and chapter number 4. We are continuing with our series that we just started dealing with the idea of discipleship, the miracle of multiplication. And as we defining discipleship in this case is the idea of following after Christ. And as we follow after Christ, some amazing things happen. And as we always start off in these lessons, we always start off with God, that it all begins with God. And we spent some time last week talking that it all begins with God. We're reemphasizing this fact again again in the gospel record of Matthew in chapter number four. The gospel record of Matthew in chapter number four. And for context sake, if you wouldn't mind, look with me starting at verse number 12. The gospel record of Matthew chapter four and verse number 12. Now when Jesus heard that John was cast into prison, he departed into Galilee. And leaving Nazareth, he came and dwelt in Capernaum, which is upon the seacoast, in the borders of Zebulun and Nephilim, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, The land of Zebulun and the land of Nephilim, by the way of the sea beyond Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles. The people which sat in darkness saw a great light, and to them which sat in the region, the shadow of death, light is sprung up. From that time Jesus began to preach and say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Jesus, walking by the sea of Galilee, saw two brethren, Simon called Peter and Andrew his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishers. And he saith unto them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men." And they straightway left their nets and followed him. And if you're in the habit of marking things, and if you have never marked this phrase before, would you mark a phrase that we find in the gospel record of Matthew chapter number four? The gospel record of Matthew chapter number four, and notice the phrase in verse number 19, where it says, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Of men. Now, this is quite important as we talk about discipleship because here we can see a great principle that Jesus Christ has given to us, dealing with the idea that He is calling us to Himself, that He's asking us to follow after Him. And as we follow after Him, He's going to do something with our life. If you don't mind, as we just take some time to walk through here, I'd like to teach you some things dealing with this idea, this passage here in Matthew chapter 4 verse 19 where it says follow me and I will make you fishers of men. The very first thing I want to bring to your attention is the principle. What is the principle? Everything we do with and for men should be preceded by our time 
with God. Everything that we do with and for men should be preceded by our time with God. What does that mean? Well, it should be that our time with God goes first. If you don't mind, notice with me in the gospel record of Mark. We're coming back to Matthew, the gospel record of Mark in chapter number three. The gospel record of Mark chapter three, and let me show you this. As Jesus Christ in Mark chapter three is calling his disciples, I'd like for you to to, um, witness this if you don't mind, for yourself. And the gospel record of Mark chapter number 3, notice with me, if you don't mind, in verse number 13. The gospel record of Mark chapter 3, starting at verse 13, it says, And he, this is Jesus, goeth into a mountain, and calleth unto him whom he would, and they came unto him. Verse number 14, And he, that's Jesus, ordained or chose twelve that they should be with him, and that he might send them forth to preach. Now let's pause. Now if you've heard this lesson before, like for the 20th time, um, don't answer this. But for those of you who haven't heard this before, maybe once or twice, may I ask you this? According to the gospel record of Mark, chapter number 3 and verse number 14, why did Jesus choose ordain 12 men? Two. What was the reason? Good. Most people would say to preach. That answer is incorrect. Notice again in verse number 13. Now that's normal. That's why we say that because that's the normal thing that people say. Verse number 14. And he ordained or chose 12. Why? That they should be with him. Then that he might send them forth to preach. Notice, before he could send them out to preach, they first must be with him. Here's the principle here, that everything we do for or with man must first start with us being with God. Until we've been with the Lord, we have nothing to tell. There's nothing to preach. We have to be with him. It starts with this, being with him. The most important part of you being a Christian, of you being a follower, of Jesus Christ of being a disciple is to be with him. So let's pause here. How can we be with God? What are the two ways, main ways that we are with God? Give me one. Reading your Bible. And second, prayer. Remember that as we read the Bible, he speaks to us. And when we pray, he speaks, we speak to him. This is us being with him, spending time with the Lord. Nobody, nobody, nobody will be the Christian they ought to be unless they first spend time with him. This is the priority. This is the most important thing to be with him. This is the whole purpose of the Christian life to be with him. Until I've been with him, I have nothing else to preach. I have nothing else to say because all of my message should be about him. And if I'm not with him, I don't have anything to say about him. You know, the more that you spend time with someone, the more that you're like someone. Have you ever seen a couple that's been married for a while and you get to know them and you say, you know what? They just belong together. I just can't see one without the other. They they just... Some of it. Some people even say the same thing with pets. The more that they spend time with the pets, they start looking like the pet or the pet starts looking like them. Have you ever seen that? Where they just belong together. Have you ever seen two best friends that hung out with each other? 
And as they hung out with each other, you could say, ah, I, I could see semblances of so-and-so in you. I could see some mannerisms, some of the things that you pick up, some of the vocabulary, some of the things they say. Well, as you spend time with the Lord, guess what? You start to become more like him. As you spend time with the Lord, you begin to get his heartbeat, his purpose, what's important to him. As you spend time with him, you start to learn what he thinks about, what he cares about. And the more that you spend time with him, the more that those things start becoming important to you. You know, have you ever noticed that as you spend time with a friend, that they have a passion, they have a desire in their heart, and the more that you spend time with them, the more that you start seeing, oh, you know what, that's, that is important. It becomes important to you because it's important to them. Well, as you spend time with the Lord, those things come to pass. That the most important thing, before we could do anything for or with men, it must be preceded. It must begin with our own walk with the Lord. We see that going back to the gospel record of Matthew. Notice this, if we don't mind, that he says in verse number 19, And he, Jesus, saith unto him, them, follow me. This is the priority to follow him, to be with him, to learn from him, to, to speak with him, to read our Bible, to pray. This is the idea. We're not just reading our Bible because it's a good book. We're not praying because it's some religious hobby that we do. The whole purpose of prayer is to speak with God. The whole purpose of Bible reading is to learn more about Him, to be with Him, to find out about Him. It's all about God. And for anyone who is going to be a disciple, anyone who's going to follow God, this is what it means to be with Him. Someone say, well, I could be a Christian and not go to church. Yeah, but you can't be a good one. Can't. Well, I could be a Christian and not read my Bible, but you can't be a good one. If you're going to be a good Christian, a good follower of Christ, it starts with being with Him. Being with Him. This is the principle here. After this, we find the priority. Not only the principle, but we find the priority. Notice with me in verse 19. And He saith unto them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Now let's get the context. Verse number 18. Jesus walketh, walking by the sea of Galilee saw two brethren, Simon called Peter and Andrew his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishers. So Jesus is speaking to some fishermen in a way that they would understand. So if you can imagine they're fishing in the sea, actually they're cleaning their nets after a night's work of fishing. And Jesus comes by and looks at them who had been fishing for fish and said, follow me. And I'm going to make you fishers of men. So instead of fishing for living things that you pull out and are going to die, I want you to go fishing for dead things that you pull out and bring to me and they're going to live. He says, the priority here is for fishing for men. We're changing what you're fishing for. You're fishing for men. Notice, if you don't mind, in the gospel record of Luke chapter 19. Let's again see this, this priority here. 
We already spoke about that as you spend time with God, you begin to get his heartbeat. You begin to get what he cares about. You begin to see what is on his mind, his desire, his purpose. What is the purpose of Jesus Christ? Notice with me, if you don't mind, the gospel record of 19. The gospel record of Luke chapter 19. And notice with me in verse number 10. The gospel record of Luke chapter 19 in verse 10. Notice what it says. For the Son of Man is come. For what purpose? To seek and to save that which was lost. Why did Jesus come? To seek and to save that which was lost. What is his purpose? To seek and to save that which was lost. What is his desire? To seek and to save for that which is lost. So here we go. As we spend time with him, we begin to learn about his heartbeat. We begin to learn about his priorities. We begin to learn about what he desires. And we start learning that he desires to seek and to save that which was lost. And as we spend time with him, and as we start to get to know him, and as we start to desire the same things he desires, we are going to desire that same goal, to seek and to save that which was lost. To be fishers of men. To see people come to know Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. Seeing people who recognize that they're a sinner. And because of their sin. That they've offended a holy righteous God. Because they've offended a holy righteous God. They deserve to go to an awful place called hell. But Jesus died to pay their price. To pay for them. And then... They come to know Jesus as their Savior and be forgiven of all of their sins. Jesus came to seek and to save that which was lost. Who's lost? Those who don't know how to get to heaven. Those who do not know how to get forgiven of their sins. They're lost. They don't know the direction. We want to give them directions. We want to point them to Christ. We want to show them the answer so that way they can be saved. What does that mean to be saved? It means to be delivered from the punishment they deserve. That they are deserving of death. But we want to rescue them, point them up to the Savior, and let them receive that free gift. That's his priority. And as we spend time with him, we get the priority. Now, let's tie it together. Let's see the progression. The progression. Notice with me back in the gospel record of Mark chapter 4, or Matthew chapter 4. Matthew chapter 4. As we see here, we see that there is a progression here. We start off with following him. This is what God has given us to do. We see here the priority. The priority is for fishing for men. But notice this, how it puts it together. It says, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Here's something that God does. As we follow him, he does the making. That someone who's following after God doesn't have to force themselves to become a soul winner. They don't have to, come on, come on, I gotta do this. It's something that God does to make a person. As someone is following after him, God is making them, molding them, putting them together outside of themselves to make them a fishers of men. Now, as we see this progression, we follow after Christ. God does the making. The result is us fishing for men. But if you don't mind, let's look at it backwards. If someone is not following Christ, 
or sorry, if someone is not fishing for men, you're not a soul winner. It is evidence that God has not done the making. And the reason why God hasn't done the making is because they have not been following him. By the way, this is a principle. This is a promise here. Anybody who follows after Christ will become a fisher's of men. Anyone who is currently not a fisher of men is evidence of their lack of following him. Does that make sense? Now, this is important because it's Christ that does the making. This is important because we want to be what God wants us to be. And it's our part is the simple part, following after him. Every Christian who desires God should desire what God wants them to be. And God will do the making. He will do it. He will be chiseling. He will be molding us. He'll be putting us together the way that he desires to be. He'll put things out of our life, put things into our life to mold us and make us into the person that we ought to be. Our part is following after Christ. But again, we put the warning, anyone who is not fishing for men, anyone who doesn't have that same desire of Christ, it is evidence, it is proof that they are not following after Christ. So let's take a 30, a Christian who's been saved for 30 years. They've been sitting in the same church, the same pew. They have it marked off. Anytime a visitor comes in and starts sitting in their seat, they growl at them and chase them away. But they've never attempted to witness to someone. They've never passed out a track. They never uh, had invited anyone to church. They may say that they're following after Christ, but the Bible says opposite. There's something wrong somewhere. And the something wrong is that they haven't been following Christ. Can someone show up at a church and be there every service and not follow after him? Yeah. Yes. Can someone follow Christ for a while and then drop off? Yeah. yeah. This is something that we have to keep working on. That we have to keep going and keep checking. God will be making us and molding us into someone Who's fishing for men. Because we'll get Christ's desire. We'll get his heart. Naturally as we follow after him. Now this is so important. That many of you may have heard this message about 20 different times. You've heard it in discipleship. You've heard it in evening school of the Bible. You've heard it in soul winning training. You've heard it in other Sunday school lessons. Why does this keep popping up? Because this is important. Following after Christ. And he will make us fishers of men. This is the priority. This is the promise. This is all about following after him. Remember as we're tying this whole Sunday school lesson together. The whole purpose is for us to have much fruit. As we tie it together. There's a law in science called the law of biogenesis. I love science. The law of biogenesis states that a living organism or healthy organism will reproduce after its own kind. Every healthy organism reproduces what it is. So if I plant a banana tree, am I going to get oranges? No. no. If I have a cat, will it produce a dog? No. no. That's the law of biogenesis. So what is the fruit of a Christian? You reproduce after your own kind. Christians reproduce other Christians. Other Christians. 
Every healthy organism reproduces itself. They reproduce after their own kind. And so this is just showing here, how do we become healthy? By following after Christ. As we follow after Christ, he makes us fishers of men reproducing ourselves. The whole purpose of discipleship, following after Christ, is so that we, we, way we could produce much fruit. Remember, as we talked about last week, that if we could take a little grain of wheat, this grain of wheat technically could eventually feed the entire world. But in order for it to reproduce, it must die die to itself. And as you plant the seed into the ground, it dies, but a new plant emerges from that seed. And with it, it produces much more fruit. And through the miracle of multiplication, you could take seeds of that plant and plant it and produce much more fruit and keep going. Do you know that this is the process that God has desired, designed to win the world? Let's um, do numerics. I like numbers. Let's say that one person takes another person and disciples them. Helps them develop the habit of following after Christ. And the next year, those two people take another two people. The next year, those four people take another four people. By the way, each week, those people are witnessing to at least one person a week. That's it, one person a week. Those four people take another four people. Year number four, you're taking eight, takes eight. Year number, um, year number five, those 16 take 16. Year number um, six, I think we're at six now, those 32 take 32. Year number seven, 64 take 64, each time taken a week. Numerically, the entire world could hear the gospel in 30 years. God has designed this to work. This idea of the miracle of multiplication. Because it's not just one person. It's not dependent on one person. But as everyone follows after Christ. And then everyone develops Christ's heart. And he makes them soul winners. The world can be reached. So we go back to the question. Why isn't the world being reached? According to this verse. You tell me. What is the problem? People aren't following. You could have people inside of a church that have never decided to follow after Christ. That this is the program, the miracle multiplication. The job can be done, but the priority here is here. Following after Christ and fishing for men. Thank you for listening to this audio message. This is Pastor Scotty Bockhaus, and I encourage you to take this information that you just received and make a specific decision to follow after the Lord. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior, let me beg you to take the time to receive Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. If you are saved, I encourage you to make a decision in your life to help you get closer with the Lord. If there's anything specific we can do to be a blessing or to pray for you, we encourage you. Look us up on the internet at riverviewbc.com. Once again, that's riverviewbc.com. Or if you would prefer to call us, you can give us a call at area code 920 530-6308. Once again, that number is 920-530-6308. If there's anything we can do to be a blessing or an encouragement to you, please let us know. We would love to make ourselves available. Thank you.